Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm going to talk for like 15 minutes about about people I love and what's been, what's been up. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being the ones that haven't yet unfollowed me because I couldn't elevate your status in the biz, haven't been around Ontario in a while or done anything of note lately. You, you listen or follow like a classic awesome human being because I'm someone that you somehow legitimately like and it's very much documented and or appreciated. So I feel very isolated here in Johaven, Nunavut, and this is my only string of connection that I still have with the arts community of the region. I continue to serve the Waterloo region, Wellington, Hamilton, Guelph area, mainly Kitchener, Waterloo. I have recently launched websites, one just for this podcast that's friendly on all devices. That includes mobile devices for once. So if you visit toddonaldshow.ca or .com, You'll be taken to the mobile or desktop-friendly website and uh, their tumblers. So you can click from season to season in the menu, and you can click on archive to see all the months of the year back to the launch in September 2018 and see the timeline that way of how the episodes came out. Now, that website has about 64 posts at this time, probably 65 by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, 65 episodes of TDS, that means 65 entries. But if you visit ToddDonaldMedia or .com, it's not going to look pretty on the phone. But on the desktop, you'll see it looks beautiful. And you can appreciate the time that it took creating and curating over 420 photos. What up, all my stoners? Yes, so from a first page glance, you can see that as a conversation editor on and sometimes why now as well as the everything on my stinky little show, TDS, I'm still rolling out posts for episodes, and you can see them both, or you can isolate one or the other with the tags up top. But if you were to click or type back through the 28 to 30 pages of the website, you'll find a vast archive of all the shows I've done before on podcasts, YouTube, uh, magazines, radio shows, all backdated and present tense posted, faithful to the memory, of course. This is going back 14 years to when I had hair and the computers we had in the radio station were cubic in shape. It's also an area where FM radio was still the master and commander of audio content and everyone was all, what the fuck is a podcast, you Jenner? Why would you even say that to me? What is that, Russian? Anyways, I finished making those, up-to-dating those, and buying their domains so you can uh, enjoy. It's there as a portfolio, though mainly... For most of you to actually give a shit about the larger of the two websites would necessitate a healthy to unhealthy obsession with me. But that's if you're looking past the fact that uh, most of what I'm documenting in there is my profound love of all the people I've been lucky enough to be around and chat with over the years because lifelong media person. P.S. Haven't yet mentioned it on the show yet, I don't think, but here it is, Rob Zabo. 90s band rocker, 2000s solo artist, 2010s producer, is starting 2020 by launching his own podcast, incited by a long-term high interest in podcasts and wanted to make one. I was recruited for the tedious task of editing this project, 
Now, just to be clear, if I like the project or the work, or if I'm getting financially flated, one or both of those things, I'll make editing a good thing for me. Personally, it's always been in league with promoting my least favorite aspect of podcasting. The only part that I love really is the chatting, meeting up with people, snapping pictures, and that's it. That's always been the most incredible time. Now, if I had to edit my own show, that's been the breaks. But I do like the controls. But why would I be involved in a project where editing is the only thing I'm doing? Well, I've been doing it for years. I'm fucking good at it. I get to be a part of something that's not mine. Another dream come true. Uh, And I love the work I'm editing. And of course, in this case, I'm working with one of my favorite people and musicians ever, Rob Zabo. So there you go. On to what this episode is about. Well, you can tell I'm choosing to make this one a bit more of a self-indulgent style episode, given the long, nerdy, ranty rants. The special point behind the conclusion, this conclusion of Appreciation Month, is that I'm celebrating other people uh, and proclaiming that I'm doing that, because it's something I'm always doing. This episode in particular, I'm focused on the people who've played an integral part in crafting and carving the identity of this podcast at this time, and hopefully for years to come, known as the Todd Donald Show. Now, it goes back a bit further and involves a a few other people, so I'm going to give you the full disclosure scoop and recap of Todd's Cafe and um, how I found and met the people who uh, whose work is has been present on all the episodes, and then I'll uh, play you and display and showcase and and drool over some full works by these amazing people. So I did the iTop Lounge podcast from Christmas 2007 until late summer 2016 on and off. That was on YouTube and recorded a multitude of ways, edited by me on iMovie, yada, 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 from fall 2016, though, until spring 2017. Yep, Nick Iden uh, recruited me to co-host the audio only Fuck uh, Lamont podcast, which was the flagship part of his venture at the time. In between those years, I wrote a terrible column for an awesome local magazine called Velvet Rope, and was on the radio. and um, And that's all on ToddDonaldMedia.ca in visual form. Now, in the beginning of 2018, I started making a YouTube show again. I was like, "Let's go for broke. Let's keep it going." I called it Todd's Cafe, and I transitioned that in April 2018 to audio only, realizing I could and wanting to do so much more. Now, this is when Katie, then Warren, comes in. Katie and I met at Oktoberfest uh, in 2014, so four years earlier. My only evidence of that night is a selfie with our mutual friend, Jesse T., but I remembered Katie and thought she was awesome and wanted to try co-writing with her. Especially given that I knew she was a fantastic singer-songwriter performer already, she was also, you know, had this life experience of just, just writing with others, and I was thirsty to drink some of that tangy Tin Pan Alley life. So I needed someone to agree to co-write with me. Katie, then Warren, was on board. Cut back to the spring of 2018, and the audio podcast revamp slash move over to iTunes and the like of Todd's Cafe. Katie was more than willing to and able to co-host a podcast with me and offered a weekly availability. But as much as I wanted to have a co-host and just be half of something, I did also want guests. 
So trying to coordinate with both a co-host and a guest every week in a realm that nobody's getting paid, and despite the high-quality work that I do, maybe, uh, that it is a kitchen sink operation. Guests are bookable on their schedule. So sadly, Katie wasn't able to be on every episode in the show. It would have been much more if she was, but Katie was co-host on quite a few episodes. In fact, if you ask ToddDonaldMedia.ca to isolate those for you, by the time uh, Katie then Warren got married to Sweet Sweet Ryan and became Katie Topham, I was thrown up in the air creatively towards the end of that summer, ready to call Todd's Cafe quits in the name of something better. We'll come back to Katie again after this. The early summer daydream of a summery outdoors downtown kitchener event called Summer Lights 2018 recruited Todd's Cafe and I to be part of SLF. Katie, then Warren, was there for that. And at the thing, and in the interviews before the thing, we were presented with the company of a young, kind, and funny man by the name of Daryl Dean. He was coming from the UW Improv Group and other projects I never asked about. We interviewed him twice, and from what I ended up asking if he'd be, on a, be interested in being a third co-host with Katie and I, just on solid energy. Like, I hadn't made it work yet to schedule for Katie and guests to be there regularly. Why not add a third host? But I was just so fond of Katie and Daryl, and so badly wanted to make this pod family work. Uh, I just kept asking. They were on board. But it was mainly stupid me you were hearing on the episodes. Now cut back to August 8, 2018. Katie uh, Warren became Katie Topham. I was also a big fan of Camille, then Porthouse. I'm just going to call her the fairy goth mother because that's someone who stuck by the wicked awesome MySpace era aesthetic of branding yourself with a cooler moniker than your own name. I'd at this point had her on my podcast twice, and Camille and I got along famously both on and offline. It's August 2018, and instead of not podcasting anymore, I decided reapproach it. Reapproach what you're doing, self, in a way that can involve Katie, Daryl, and Camille in some way. Like, we would all be part of this crew and content would be quadrupled. The idea was the coffeehouse crowd. Now, that which I later called CHC Audio was merely the hub where each of us, Katie, Daryl, Camille, and I would each be hosts of our own program and episodes of each program would regularly show up in the feed. Uh, So I'd taken these very kind and awesome people and instead of creating a fruitful opportunity for something fun and awesome, I'd given them homework and assignments. And the funny thing is, they've apologized to me for not turning stuff in. The program I was doing just kept the episode numbering. So I took on the name of the podcast as its own thing and later changed the name to The Todd Donald Show. It hasn't even been a year since that change. I'm constantly shooting myself in the foot as far as building and or maintaining an audience. That's why I thank you for some reason being here. All right, breathe. Basic story out of the, out of the way. All three of you, Katie, Daryl, Camille, uh, who are a part of the CHC Coffeehouse crowd with me and still are in so many ways, including my heart, are very special, awesome, and wonderful human beings. And I thank you for saying yes to my half-brained schemes of podcasting and stuff. I love you as friends. I love you, your personalities and everything you do. I love it so much that I want to showcase all of you uh, with what I have in the vault. Now, foreshadowing, 
In the upcoming months, there's going to be more themed shit. March and April are all about theater. And May is going to be something special. So, something I haven't, I haven't chosen it yet. Daryl, you and your improving are going to be in theater month. Camille, I'll create something very special for you too. For, for this episode, uh, Katie Topham, though, and I go back so far and so far since Todd's Cafe and the Coffeehouse crowd. And Katie's would have been, uh, her CHC podcast would have been called Let's Talk About the Elephant. Uh, then I'm grouping Katie in with people who have been integral to the Todd Donald Show. Uh, now that I've said all that and I've stopped making sense, I promise that the rest of the intros will be adoring and special, but way briefer, because that was all storytelling for the Tots Cafe, a bit of contextual minutiae meant to gather how we all came to know each other, and where I was when I truly was trying to craft my own audio podcast and really make a, make a go of having its presentation and voice be enhanced by quality music, both in the foreground and the background, and by another's voice in introducing and or closing the show. Now that I've weaved a pretty airtight case for Katie Topham into that long-witted yarn. Here's the first of four works I'm going to play to celebrate my pseudo-podcast team crew fam. Recently, earlier this year, Katie's been back on the musical wagon, all the while bow-chicka-wowing and creating an incubating life with her mister. The first musical single dropped in January. It's called I Just Don't Feel Like Loving You, and it's nothing less than fucking money. It's available on all the digital things. Please give it a listen, share it with your friends, and send Katie some kind words. Here's that song right now.
Welcome back. I don't know if I've been making any sense, but I'm just going to keep steamrolling through this. Now, please allow me to introduce J.P. Singa, Singa, a singer-songwriter, dynamite singer, great taste in music, uh, a husband and father, and always a supportive and encouraging guy to me for some reason. No doubt, I believe he lended his talents to me because he thought, for some reason, having his piano skills presented on my podcast would slingshot him to fame and fortune. I showed him. Uh, we met JP and I during a tiny moment in time in the singer-songwriter Peter Katz's then apartment in Toronto when he Peter was trying to uh, curate a monthly singer-songwriter think tank. I have a picture of that that proves the four of us were there that day. It was sincerely a beautiful and sincere thing Peter was trying to do, and it never materialized or went further than that, unless I was blacklisted. Uh <laughs> Let's get this shrill Chevy kid out of the club, shall we? Anyway, I asked JP, who I knew to be a versatile artist and musician, to make me, if you wanted to, some background music that I could use as a podcast and conversation outro. He not only obliged, but he finally crafted a superb uh, recording with not just piano, but some smooth upright bass. Then... Yeah, that was before the Todd Donald show, too. The piano outro music was used for the pot, uh, the Todd's Cafe, too. In fact, I'm playing, I'm playing it in the background right now. The question is, how many of you didn't know that this conversation wrap-up music was being performed by a singer-songwriter who also crafts delectable verses, choruses, harmonies, and lead vocals? The word I'm looking for is songs. Thank you. Here's one of his fucking songs right now. It's brand new. He's breaking out everyone. He wants blood. I'm kidding. I don't know why I said that. Here's JP Singa with his brand new single, Listen to Your Heart. When you've lost your way And you're all alone And you wanna scream But you can't, you won't When the words are few and the tears don't show You will find your way You will find a way Just listen to your heart It will take you home Listen to your heart It will take you home Listen to your heart It will take you home Oh, 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 oh,
hurt But you gotta stand When you wanna crash But you need to land There's another way And you will find that way Just listen to your heart It will take you home Listen to your heart, it will take you home. Listen to your heart, it will take you home. Oh, 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 oh. nobody said it ever be this in the creation of the Todd Donald show or what ultimately became this I'd only recently moved Todd's cafe from syn- early uh, liberated syndication to anchor.fm it wasn't too long after that that I discovered and fell in love with a soothing podcast called describing a rock whose host Milo Axelrod has the most wonderful calming and friendly sounding voice I've ever fucking heard Given that I had spent most of my life feeling unwelcome everywhere, Milo's voice is among and resembles the general notion I've gotten over the years from people in my life who've seen my discomfort and wherever I was, whether a store or the doctor's office or most singer-songwriter things early on, Milo's voice and those like it were coming from those who invited me to feel comfortable and unafraid, and I wanted that voice to be a part of my show. Now, Milo being from the state of New York is what I believe I've read before, meaning another country from far away, and also not knowing me, 
I wondered how do I harness the power, the powerfully calm and soothingness of Milo's voice and convince him to do this for me. So I chose email, reached out, and for some reason, unlike most fucking times you reach out to anyone you don't know via email, Milo not actually res- not only not only actually responded, but in no time at all produced a show intro and a promo for their podcast that I could promote on my show. Over the years has twice helped me revamp the same job to accommodate his current needs, including show intro and outro, and you can currently hear it on the Todd Donald show like this one even. And it's every bit as soothing and welcoming and wonderful as far as I'm concerned as I wanted it to be. Now, Milo, please accept all the metaphorical hugs I can offer. And I do hope we'll get an episode of the show with you on it soon. I feel like it's about time I saved you all the trouble uh, and present to you in its entirety an episode of Milo Rocks, Milo Axelrod's wonderful show describing a rock. Good news, I don't need to create a preview. The whole podcast is a little over 10 minutes long per episode. This episode is no different. The episode is called Nine Pebbles of Quartz. Say that out loud with me, everyone. Nine Pebbles of Quartz. Doesn't the world just seem like a nicer place when you say Nine Pebbles of Quartz? So listen to Describing a Rock on all podcast things and hear other episodes of DAR or DAR wherever you go. Please enjoy the Describing a Rock episode called Nine Pebbles of Quartz. Hey everyone, welcome to Describing a Rock. I'm Milo, and today I'm going to describe to you a rock. Or several rocks. The rocks I have today are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 small pieces of clouded quartz. Seven of them are very similar, and two of them are a little bit different. Of the seven similar ones, they're all half an inch the long way, give or take a millimeter or two. They're lumpy. They have soft edges. They're mostly white. And when I hold them in my hand, they look like baby teeth. Despite similarities, they are each unique. This one that I'm holding has a slightly triangular cross-section. It has a ridge that runs down one side of it. On one of the sides, I can see some shining surfaces that were cleaved instead of worn smooth. This one is rounder. It has a faint but perceptible crack running through the middle of it, and is sort of the shape of a half-sphere. This one is more diamond-shaped, flattish, and with a cleaved, shining edge. This one is notably whiter than the others, more of a dense color to it, less crystalline. This one, when I hold it in both hands, it's as if I had pinched a bit of clay, except the pinched edges on each side of it are rotated 90 degrees from each other. This one is triangular and of a fairly uniform thickness. And this one is notably lumpier than all the others, with some harder edges. 
The other two racks are both three quarters of an inch the long way, slightly bigger than the other seven. They're both ovular, coming to points at the edges. They're both quartz, but filled with inclusions and other colors. The rust of iron, the gritty-looking darkness of something else. Overall, they're sort of grayish, while the other seven are white. The textures of these two are extremely different from each other. One of them is smooth, worn down by water. The ridges are just suggestions. The other one has angular, defined points and hard edges to it. There's nothing soft about it. They contrast each other very well. I found these rocks in a lake in a low range of mountains. The lake is at approximately 1,600 feet above sea level. The cliffs that cradle the lake rise high up above it. High up on the cliffs and also down by the shore are pine forests. There are several ways to approach the lake water directly. They're made of small pebbly beaches. The stony shores slope slowly into the water. Surrounding this small beach are boulders, miniature versions of the cliffs. Large, naturally blocky, just the right size that it's a little bit challenging to scramble up them. They protrude easily from the soil that the pines grow on. It's shallow and eroded around the roots of the trees. On this day that I found these rocks, I'd gone on a nice hike with some friends. The small, stony beach that I found myself on was at the end of the trail, and also the beginning of the trail. I went down to the shore to look at the rocks, which, as you know, is one of my favorite things. They're all so small, such that none on its own stood out to me. But I love a pile of rocks just as much as I love a single rock. Looking through them all, these tiny, half-inch-long chips of quartz stood out to me. Each one on its own is not particularly remarkable, not quite worn smooth by the lake, and not still jagged from the earth. But together, a collection of them, they're exciting. I spent a while picking up and comparing each new piece to the ones I'd already collected, putting some down, trying to make a really nice set. The two slightly larger, slightly grayer ones I had picked up early into my pursuit. I was inclined to leave them, since I already had seven very uniform pieces. But every time I tried to put them down and tried to look at those seven uniform pieces together, they seemed a little bit boring. Despite their differences, these two grayer quartz pieces do really belong. Their presence elevates all of them. And in the same way that the seven uniform pieces together are much greater than they are apart, those two additional irregular pieces add something even more. It would not be the same without them.
I'm looking at them now, held in a small square of cloth meant for cleaning eyeglasses. I can fold the cloth up around them, and the bundle is so tiny. Putting them into my hand, they create a nice texture together, a cool feeling of pebbles in my palm. Stirring them with my finger creates a gentle shushing sound. Something like this. This has been Describing a Rock. See you next time. So, I grew up loving and hearing a very diverse range of musical styles and genres. Now, you don't have to be an asshole about it if you're involved in a very high-skilled and disciplined form, jazz and classical being among the most discipline-requiring and skill-requiring. And I didn't have the wiring to even begin learning really how to play when I attended Mohawk College. It's still the most magical year of my life, <clears throat> though nothing scandalous happened. Just to the people, the time... And that definitely includes and emphasizes instrumental jazz music and hearing it uh, with improvisation and small groupings of musicians. I fucking love the jazz. That's the setup for my love of jazz, bringing it back to me, as I'm sure you were hoping I would. Now, cut to some some time after I was putting out the Todd Donald show for a while. Early last year. I found myself connected on social media to this musician, William Chernoff. Uh, They were not only listening to the show, like sincerely, like you now actually, listening to the episodes, and not just liking the posts. So we started chatting, and I independently became obsessed with his catalog of music that was then on Bandcamp. There was one song in particular that nailed what I had no idea until this point was what I wanted or what TDS needed for its theme music. We've since become online friends, William and I, and via Skype, he's been on the the show as a guest. P.S. William Chernoff, you've been fantastic, are fantastic. Thank you for all your support and lending of your music. music. To all else listening, please listen to jazz. And if you're a singer-songwriter, please put a higher premium on becoming a better performer than being a more successful performer. For the love of fluff. Now, I'm super happy uh, that Dub C, as I call him, was willing to let me use the bits of Macchiao Kino live that I've used and suggest you check out his current music available on all things, iTunes, Spotify. This new one is called Earthling Terminal. Please go look back at, um, for our chat on this podcast. Now enjoy Earthling Terminal right now by William Chernoff.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.